Hello guys, my name is Halfo, aka HH. <laughs> Welcome to What's Classic, the weekly pro- um, podcast where we try to find out whether a certain album we pick is, of course, a classic. In this week's episode, we have decided to pick Most Deaf, most definitely his full name, um, debut album, Black on Both. Wait, sides. one question though. Yes. Are we talk we talking about most deaf. We talk about Yasin Bey, Dante Black. Like I don't know what he calls himself these days. Like we're gonna Let, call him most deaf for purposes. Most of deaf. Of let's just keep it as nineteen ninety nine most deaf because that's when this album was released. So most deaf. Um But 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 yeah. isn't that like calling Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay? No, it's not because Cassius Clay was his slave name. Most deaf is not a slave name. So <laughs> The Cassius Clay thing, that I get because that's a personal thing which I understand why he wouldn't want to be called Cassius Clay because that is a slave name. Um, Patterson, uh, do you know about boxing where like the, the, the dude would insisted on calling Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay? So he purposely let that man survive just to beat him up and say, what's my name? Oh yeah, yeah. Ali was cold, man. It's cold, but anyway. No, it was. no, no that, that's why he, he's the GOAT. He is the, the actual GOAT. Um, mm. So... Black on both sides, um, most Def's album. So, I mean, so for this whole thing, we're, we're going to come at it from a whole different angle. We're really going to just look at it as a whole, look at the strong points, maybe some songs that, 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 that don't work, the songs that really stand out, go into detail into setting standout songs, talk about the album's impact. So, obviously, but before we go into detail, we'll just go for like a bit of an overall overview. So, I think for me, I believe this is a classic. I don't feel that should be undisputed, but again, we'll see what... Um, my um, cohorts in Tosin and Daniel have to say, but in my view, this is of course a classic. What I like about this album is that it gets stronger as it goes through. It's built up very nicely, and I think again, as we always say, the first track sets the the, the mood. You know, I I get a bit of a fella kuti kind of vibe with our first track, but I think it gets stronger as you go in deeper. And what he says, alongside with the pre-production that's very organic, that has maybe a bit of a West African stroke hip hop influence infused to, to, to together. And the message that he's saying really makes you understand, yeah, this why this is called black on both sides, because this is a direct message and a love letter to black people, you know, fully. And just because the thing about rap is like, it's one thing to have a message, but it's how you, how well you convey the message. That is the true skill of rap. Because there are many rappers that are conscious rappers that are saying amazing things, but you just do not know how to effectively put it within the complexity that is writing bars and writing rap and writing it to a beat and actually executing it well. What Mosdev does so brilliantly well is the way that he has a message and the way he delivers that message because he has a balance of being on beats, being in tune, rapping technically well, being on point, but also entering the guy's brain and what he's saying is just so amazing and the reason why it resonates so well is because he's married to the beat so very well and he's such a great rapper therefore the message just hits much stronger than other people say so yeah, just for me i just want is a classic because i there are very few albums that say more profound things consistently as this album does so that's my um overall view on the thing most deaf man most definitely Yasin Bey. Uh, I remember like uh, around, I think was it, 
It was actually 10 years ago that uh, I was at the House of Blues in Houston. Shout out House. Like, it's probably the dopest spot in the city for, like, live concerts. And I remember, like, I think I was, like, uh, 14, 15 at the time. And most Def came to concert. Like, most Def, it was for a most Def concert. And, like, back then, I want to say, like, we were there till, like, 1 a.m. Most was late for most of it. And it was just J Electronica, man, just kicking it with the crowd. This dude was just high as fuck, man. Just talk about anything. And then, like, uh, some chick runs up onto the stage, and she just starts jumping in front of him. I, was, I assume this chick was drunk. like, And then she just, like, bows right in front of Jay Electronica. And I'm just like, yo, what's going on? And Moses is just, like, late. He's an hour late for this whole thing. And then when he comes down, he does, like, a couple cuts off the ecstatic, uh, the Slick Rick record. Life in Marvelous Times, I think he did. He, he does. No, I, he does No Hay Nada Mas. He does it, the Spanish record. Then he starts, then he breaks out into the the one that we all know, the Miss Fat Booty. And what it what it got to that line, like he literally just stopped. And everyone just said, ah, so fat, you can see it from the front. <laughs> like, yo, he just he stopped the whole three and he just went. And that thing, and then. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that was like, that was honestly one of the best moments ever, man. And nowadays it's just, that's why I don't really go to concerts because it's like, bro, people are paying $50 to watch live karaoke. You know, it's just (laughs) like, like that's, that's, that's what these new rappers is on. Like, it's not, it's not, I don't know. There's just no connection and everyone's got their phones out. Like, it's, it's not. You know, it's just not authentic. But that's the thing with most. Like, most is just one of those rappers. Like, back to, to most the artist. Okay, he. I've always felt that he's like just one of those rappers that people don't really know, but they act like they know. You know, like uh, Andre Three Thousand. You know how people act like, yo, they see Andre rocking like a fedora with neon green lace up pants, or most rocking a flat fat flat cap like those flat caps. And they're just, they're just, it's just adoration, like founded by association with those guys. Like you, you, people don't really know their work, but they, they just know that they have that aura about them, that they're just brilliant minds, like brilliant people. And looking at this black on both sides record, the first time I ever got to hear this, um, it was when I was just rummaging through those same like quote unquote classic albums. And this was a suggestion. So like if my first encounter with this album, uh, with it being stated uh, as being called a classic, like if that's the first words I saw, like looking at this album, undoubtedly it is. Like this album is with like like hip hop is the bread, neo soul is like the butter, you know. Like that's what this album is, and it's just a mixture of both. And it's just like I don't see how people compare this to like to Pimp a Butterfly, you know, and all those other albums that everyone talks about for like this album is is as black as any of them like just with all the sounds with all everything can we talk about album art just like quickly i feel like that's a that's an important concept i don't think we've mentioned except for obviously illmatic but i was just toasting saying that like people kind of just copied it how do you guys feel about just like the album art like for like a debut album because I, I remember the first time I listened to this album I looked at the album art and it was kind of like scary it was just like this is this is way too realistic yeah apparently most deaf loves his face man like <laughs> I guess that's just what it is like it was just like yo de- 
they you even got on, this amount we, of realism in 1999 yeah. like how how is that possible i don't know i guess look at the oh, movies that were coming out then like the wood like there was there was like this kind of like i don't know people embracing the quote-unquote new black or something like that like a different just a different aura of themselves like just more spiritual but without the religious like uh tone that's with that you know what i'm saying like just everyone having that like neo soul vibe or just that corny vibe like i don't know i can't i can't explain it but yeah like tay Diggs, people like that and <laughs> this album i don't know like in terms of in terms of the cover art that you're that you're speaking about you look at this album then you look at the new danger where he has like you know the mask, um, or the mask over the it, and then, yo, as a kid, I thought that was the dopest artwork ever. Like that, that just looks so, like that menacing. just looks so, yeah. exactly, just so menacing. So this album is just him, man. Like it's on. This is most death, like just top to bottom. Like that's you see, what, that's when 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 Tosin says like when he first came to the album and people said it was unquestionably classic. The first time I listened ever to Most Deaf was Black Star. Like, because when when, uh. when, I, when I was going back, that was the one that people were like, yo, you need to listen to Black Star. So I listened to that, and then I got to this album. So I'm curious, like, was any... Yo, was, was, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, uh, Talib Kweli, Listen, from Eardrum, that album. That was the first time I ever heard that that record. So off of that record, I went to the Black Star. I found Definition, and then mm -hmm. Respiration is my fit. It's one of my. It's top three. It's up there with The World Is Yours. Like Respiration is just, you know, the record I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It, that's 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 the peak of just like I think that's that's the peak of how it gets in terms of just describing different boroughs different cities and just vivid detail like this just the the imagery that was painted from those dudes all three of them like most talib and common on that it was just and with the production to match and the spanish intro it was just man like that i mean definitely well, i mean we're we're definitely gonna have to review uh most definitely talib quality yeah black that, star that's because it's yeah, classic but, like it had de like like definition brown skin lady uh, KOS determination, like just some yeah. classic records on there. But just if we're just gonna talk about uh, black on both sides, that that was kind of my intro to it. Just having previous knowledge that this person is capable of listening to a classic. So when people say, "Oh, black on both sides is classic," all right, let's listen to it and let's see what happens. So I guess we can get into it from there. Double H. Yeah, I mean, so I think for me, like, if I was gonna um, pick like a um, a standout track. And obviously, we'll get to both. I just think the track that really stood out for me, even when I first heard it, because for me, the, the thing that always grabs me is the is the beat. Like the the beat is the first that really grabs my ear before I need a second or a third listen before I now look into the lyrics. But you've got to roll with track eleven. Know that most deaf and Talib Kweli. Just as soon as that beat just drops and it goes in, just their rapping, how they both attack the beats. How the song comes together, just the double H. I have a uh, question for you on energy. that record. So what? I have a question for you on this record. Is this where oh. you trademarked "Stay Black"? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when I had my team, yeah, this is probably where I got Stay Black from. Because <laughs> once he ends it like that, Stay Black, Stay Black, Stay Black, Stay Black, I'm like, you're like, wow, damn, okay, yeah, you know, so it's like, and I just think that just even just how he ended it like that, it just fits with the theme of what you've been listening to. That I, this is a love letter to black people. So put down your get yeah. right trying, put down your pimp my ride, whatever album. This is something that every black person needs, has to listen to. Um, so I just think that I just far, as far as if I was going to speak and um, pick a standard track based on musicality a mixture of musicality and lyrics and just as a song coming together i think for me no that would be my standard track mm -hmm. uh, on the album just basically even every time that i listen to the album just every time that this comes on i just start moving my head just the beats and everything <laughs> i just like just the flow and everything i just love you it. know what's interesting I've, I've probably listened to this album three four times this week mm. and mm. just the amount of words and content that is in this album there's 17 tracks the the last track is an instrumental but you have 16 tracks basically of just straight bars like there's so many words and so many concepts and things to yeah. that you can dissect that every time i've listened to it i hear something new on top of the production which is incredible it's a um, production man it's just so i'm just i'm taken aback just by the amount of words that are in this Oh, no, oh, no, but, but also, I think what is Im Im impressive as well is like, you know, whenever in any album you're getting to 15, 16, because, okay, let's be real, okay, May December is not really a track. No, yeah, so really, I would no, say no, that no, it, it's, wait. It's, we should have discounted. 16 tracks of rapping. May December is just music, like instrumental. So 16 yeah. tracks is rapping. And and they're all like four minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Like yeah. there are, I think there are four or five minute tracks on here, maybe three. Yeah. So no, no. But there was bars being spit. like whenever I see an album, and I see 15, 16 tracks on a rap album, I get scared <laughs> because I'm like, oh lord. Okay, so basically, track two, track seven, track fifteen, and I'm out. So that's just what I'm, I'm assuming. Around that time, around that time, you would have probably thought that there would be like you know multiple skits and all, and yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing; it was Rockus Records and Rockus Records. They weren't Rockus Records, the record label that kind of like dissociated from, you know, the bad boy, like the bad boy aesthetic. You know, the shiny suits, blah blah. blah. And, and most def was like the spokesman for you know that label and so through that he was the one who was like the 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 spokesman oh, yeah, for the yeah, yeah, underground yeah. are you trying to get a copyright strike half i, I was like complete total mistake i don't even know how the hell that happened what the hell okay. <laughs> put some headphones in man oh no 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 no! I, I literally pressed it by mistake but it was by total mistake i was holding out by mistake current <laughs> So, so Tosin, you were saying something about yeah, yeah, like, like start your points again. Yeah, he was like the spokesman for the underground. Because, mm. like, you know, look, I hate to refer back to that album, but on Children's Story, where they have the Slick Rick thing, you know, he was pretty much going at all these, um, he was kind of, he was coming at all these bad boy type producers, you know, because that bad boy sound was what was in at the time. So, you know, Mos Def was the antithesis of that, like, just the 
this cool down to earth like soul brother you know like that's what most def was like and we might get into those other records but like uh umi says okay so basically so, so let's look at, so know that then so your thoughts on the album then uh know that Man, like i just on this record i just love how most just he comes in like you know yesterday was not for me but nowadays it's time for me the streets is watching me i watch back that's the policy moving along my odyssey like blood through the artery navigate the treacherous and make it seem effortless like let those who make the exodus seek in the north beacon from home blah blah he literally just goes on like he just like mo most he just knows how to paint a story like you know and on this record though i have a huge unpopular opinion talib on this man he was buns man like he, he was <laughs> i wasn't feeling him on this man he's like never disrespect a woman because i love my mama like what like why are you equate your mama to other woman like just re relax like oh no no look it was again again i for me he's Vest didn't really set anything alight, but I just think that the it wasn't like oh, what the hell? But so it, it didn't take anything away from the record. But, but again, we know that's, but, that's what he can do because the guy is one of the most yeah, contents high thinking lyricists that that's that, that, that there's ever been. But um, I just don't. Are we ever gonna do with, um, track? No, I want to say something about Talib though. Like, look, he at this same year. Let's not forget, like the year. I think after the year after it was a uh, 2000, he dropped with high tech reflection eternal. I don't know if y'all have heard that album, Classic. but they do a record, um, most deaf and Talib on that one. And I think that one is this means you way better record. Both of them went in like that way better record. Like this one, this is a bit of a, like it's dope for Moses verse and, and the beat itself. But Talib on this, like he just—it was whack, bro. Like it was whack. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> it, was, it was just whack. No, that's bit bit harsh, but there you go. Um, Daniel, thoughts on thoughts thought, thoughts on the, on, on the track? It's okay. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so basically, like, I'm the one that that's really Yo, CC, like so uh, on you a guys five star scale. Taking, like all it's a the three. all. You you guys are kind of taking all the meat off the boat, so I was just kind of waiting for when I can kind of nominate a track. Yeah, also, let's go. Okay, so, let's go. Okay, so basically, like, see, see, for me, because we will definitely, because for me, I have a lot to say about rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, I want to for me as, as far. We as, can save it. We can save it. Yeah, because because I think rock and roll is a separate is a discussion. whole discussion that we can we right. can have on that because that for me it was the one where like I pause and be like oh. Damn, this is just a regular rapper. This guy is actually like a bit more advanced than everyone else, and nobody has said it, what he said. But I want to just go to just save that and just really just look at the tracks. So, yeah, so Daniel, so your standout track or tracks, but just give me a standout track to begin with. Hip hop. Ooh, okay. I mean, after you get kind of through Fear of Man, and he kind of just lays out just kind of what his, I don't know, just a thesis maybe of the album or just, he's just talking to us. He raps a little bit, but then when the beat drops for hip hop, it's like, Oh, okay. And then, and then he says that line, it's, um, speech is my hammer, bang the world of the shape. Now let it fall, which is a callback to, uh, Pete Seeger's song. If I had a hammer, which is basically just kind of fixing the world of injustice and oh, things like that. So it okay. sets up the album 
for for me anyway. It's like, okay, so after that first kind of intro where you're talking to us about, you know, what is hip hop? Where is it going to go? Hip hop is you. Hip hop is us. Like basically suggesting hip hop as a tool that can fix the world. He then relates it to the hammer because the speech is his hammer. So the whole album is almost like we can do this. We can fix the world. So, um, but the beat, just the production. I don't know who produced it. Maybe Tosin would know. Diamond D. Shout out to Diamond D. Um, yeah, just an incredible opening track, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I think for me, I think, as I said, like, once, because when you hear Fear Not of Man, you think, oh, is this going to be a very cerebral, psychedelic kind of album? But then when you now hear hip-hop, it's like, oh, boom. No, 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 no. That was just setting you up. And now we really now say it starts. And I think, again, what he's saying and the message he's putting out is because almost once you see something like hip hop, you'd think that okay, man, give us some of that rap thing. Talk about how great rap is, but no, when you actually see what he says, like no, 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 this is yeah. I mean, when he was he, he a, bit, said, a, a bit deeper yeah. than the he soft said. He said he said I used to speak I used to speak the king's English, but caught a rash of my lips. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so now my chat just like this. Yo, honestly, also that line where he was like, uh, man, where he's like. I'm mathematically bad. Say again. I'm math. I think where he's like, I'm. Ma- he used like the the whole math scheme where he's like, I'm mathematically add minister subtract the wax selective will it back. I'm feeling that from the core to the perimeter black. You know the motto: stay fluid, even this staccato. Like what, yo? <laughs> what, yo, yo? Why don't rappers make y'all do make people do that no more? The first time I heard that. <laughs> I rewinded like what we what love, did he... we... but again, like Dude. also, 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 this one, like he gave me like a sports reference when he was like, uh, Olympic sponsor, the black got black glock gold medalist in the back shot. I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, no, when uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for sports references, so like, yeah, yeah. So right. what's 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 your standout? Like, well, just one of your standout tracks, Tosin. I was gonna say hip hop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my favorite. Let's talk. Let's talk about Miss Fat Booty, man. Miss Booty. <laughs> it, like, bro, Miss Fat Booty. How many times can I say Miss Fat Booty on the Have Hope YouTube channel? Like, is that? No, no, no. Is that are we good? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's it's the, the, you can say Don't worry. In the most poetic way imaginable, like most found a way to tell y'all, like, don't be Captain Save a Ho. Like, yo, you gotta you gotta come different, you know? This record, it's pretty like relatable because you know, most is just telling a story about, you know, between he him and a chick named uh Charisse. And yeah, man, like it's just it's just a dope story, like front to back. There's the Aretha Franklin sample in the back uh, at the start of the record, which is dope. Um, and in terms of the re- relatability, like you know, like that whip stage that every guy gets into, you know, where he's like three months, he call it. I feel I'm running a fever. Six months, I'm telling her I desperately need her. Nine months flu like symptoms when Shorty not around. I need more than to knock it down. I'm really trying to lock it down. And like uh Mr. Nigga, where you have that um that flight attendant, the uh, he pretty much switches up on him because uh because she found out that he was a famous rapper. 
I kind of feel like it's similar in this record where she knew that she didn't know who most was at first. That's why she kind of like, you know, disengage, like she pretty much disengages the first times and she rejects him. Then upon their second meet, when they meet up and his homeboy, Easy calls him a uh, big moo, like they come together and like uh, she introduces him to him and then they act like they don't know each other. And then from then on, like that's where, you know, things start. So just overall, just the story segment, the story part of it, like the um, lyrics part of the the, lyri the lyrical side to it um, as well. And just many of the lines, man, like, you know, I'm type looking at her skeptically because Shorty got, Shorty got all the white, the right weaponry. Like he's just <laughs> like, there's just so many dope, memorable lines. And Mo Moses did it, as I said, in the most poetic way imaginable, man. Like it's, it's a dope record. Do you, why, why do you guys think this was the first single though? That no, no, that is interesting because it doesn't strike me as like a commercial kind of radio never, record. Like, like basically, if I was the executive producer, I'd never have this as the first. Because, because I think that's what that's what Rockus Records was about. Like they was just, it was a different. Like look at the artists they had on their call. They had um, Talib obviously. For for a month, what was that? Ferramanch, yeah, yeah, Ferramanch for sure. Was common um, as well. If I'm th because I'm like if, if oh go ahead yeah yeah high tech big L's um they had they had this thing called lyricist lounge that used to drop where they, I think there's a remix of that same Miss Fat Booty record so yeah uh, kids in the hall like yeah th like they've had they 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 have their own lane you know like they appeal to the you know the hip hop heads so to speak so yeah like this being the first single. Like it's it's pretty much it's I think it's in line with everything. Like it's because just, like it's a, if 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 I was like an exec, I would go probably with like do it now. Like the especially in '99, if you could put Busta Rhymes as a feature, like that just kind of makes sense. But Miss Fat Booty, that. it it doesn't. Mm, it, yeah, it, no, no, for me, like, it doesn't strike yeah, me like, like like it's 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 a great conceptual record. Like it's I'm just wondering why would you make this the single. Yeah, but but I guess that record label is for purists. It was it was, yeah. I guess I guess it's the most accessible one. Like actually, it was released as a single, but there was a side B to it with mathematics. So he had Miss Fat Booty, and then he had mathematics on the side. Like so, but it's 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 also I'm also thinking like you can't make rock and roll a single you can't make new world water a single like you know the type of conversations you'd be yeah, starting new world like... water would be, yeah that would have been a dope <laughs> single. like could you imagine if rock and roll was a single like yo he'd never get radio play ever again like they would just who is this guy kabosh uh, it would just be over so yeah um so not me well for me with fun i mean it's a cool track it's not really a track that's sort of grabs me as much as the other ones but yeah like it's it's cool it's cool but it's not it's, it's not one that i would say is one of the ones that i would sort of like go back to and um go mm -hmm. to repeat but another one um and i think we sort of Tosi sort of mentioned it mr nigger that's another one is a standout again for very good beats really good beats and the story that he tells is amazing. It's like, especially the story that he tells, which is what Tosi was mentioning, where about the flight attendant, how he was treated in, in first class. I don't know who you are. Boom. And also, 
about how different black people are treated as opposed to white people and just the double standards that are given. So this is why I just like this, it's just about this. It's content, 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 but content told in a very musical way where it's on beat. So it's not just con content for the sake of content, it's content, but that is still balanced with a musically good track that's on point where everything works. Do you guys think Miss Fat Booty and Mr. Nigger are done intentionally? Like, and are, could they be linked where you have a Mrs. record and a Mr. record in the same album? No. Or is it just coincidence? No, 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 no. For, for me, they are completely different. I think, like, Mr. Nigger is directly about Black people. And I think what it talks about is a lot more serious because it's definitely talking about is speaking especially to the African-American and just the Black ex experience. It's almost as if most deaf is just having a conversation one-on-one -on -one to Black people, especially those people who may not really be aware of really what's going on um, racially. Uh, so I think, you know, it's both... Well, maybe you're right, but in my view, I don't think they're related, no. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making a point. I'm just asking. Like, if you have a... Uh, a Mrs. record and then a Mr. record. Perhaps nah. I I don't see a link necessarily, but I was wondering maybe if you guys think that's done intentionally. No, I would say no, I don't. No, it's just it's just it's a, just coincidence. It's just, yeah. Right. yeah. But yeah, so yeah. I, am I up? Am I up? Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah, turn. Yeah. My turn. Let's let's talk about New World Water. Tosin, I'm gonna let you go first because we we even talked about this last week, but I forget the point that you made. So the thing with most is that. Like he has this style where, cause he, he he always raps about like a dichotomy, you know, like uh, like uh, for example, like uh, there's this record he did, like I think it was called uh, Urban Thermodynamics, right? And uh, he had his his uh, sister and his younger brother in the group, and um, on one of those records, right? I think it was called. Uh, manifest destiny and uh on most's verse like this is just like when i heard this when i was going back into listening to it it made me it made it made me understand like most loves to use this like dichotomy or like this thing where he can just he pretty much lists each element in like i don't know just like in fine tune you know how you think of like a fibonacci sequence and how you see that in nature with like uh I don't know, like the petals on a flower and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's just insane. What most can, he, most is a mathematician with the words. That's how mm. I see him as. Like that's, for example, oh, like uh, on this oh, record, oh, math mathematics. So you know, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I don't know. It's manifest destiny where he's saying like uh, on that urban thermodynamic dynamics record where he's like, well, if it ain't red, then it must be blue. And if it ain't false, then it must be true. And if it ain't day, then it must be night. And if it ain't left, then it must be right. Like, you know, that that's that's just that's just most, you know, like it, it this like a uh, new world or uh water record that you're talking about. I think I was re referring to verse two when we're talking about that Lupe record in uh verse three of Hurt Me Soul, mm. and how Lupe was just going on about different subjects and uh Yasin Bey. Well, most deaf on this one, he's like uh, on New World Water. He's like, you know, he talks about all the things you can do, all all the things you can use water for. Man, you gotta cook with it, bathe and clean with it. When it's hot summertime, you fiend for it. 
you got to put it in the iron you steaming with. It's what they dress wounds and treat diseases with. The rich and poor, black and white, got need for it. And everybody in the world can agree with this. Like, it's, he just keeps going and going. Like, it's just, mm. that's, it's, that that's the point I think I was making last week. But yeah. Something yeah, like, like I've, I found this kind of like a critique, perhaps on capitalism in some way. Where, yeah. where he was like, it's free, but now you got to pay for it because um, it's all about getting that cash. Um, and then he goes like Johnny Cash, Rosen Cash, give me cash, cold yeah. cash. Like he um, he sounds honest. He sounded so Nigerian in that I sw- you know, <laughs> like <laughs> give me cash. Like he's just because uh, it's all about getting that cash money. So it's all about getting that yeah, cash money. Like you know the what? first time I heard that, the first time I heard that, I was like, "Yo, is most Nigerian?" Like, <laughs> yo, like, I, money, I, <laughs> money. Do you know? Like, like half half of referenced the first track sounded like Phila. Yeah, uh, exactly. It samples him. Sample. He samples yeah. that that bro. I've sampled it like that drum break. Yeah, <laughs> that fear not for man uh, Phila record. Yeah, so, so yeah. maybe he is influenced in some way by like Afrobeat, like the old Afrobeat. Oh, bro, those um, so. Oh yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Like the Soquarians, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna talk about. Yeah, that. exactly. Like they they were all influenced by Fela Fela's records and just this like whole new sound that they were um trying to innovate. So you know they went into Electric Lady Studios, and that's why we're gonna talk about rock and roll because that was the record. That introduced me to Jimi Hendrix. Like, funny enough, like that's the first record that I heard. That I was like, "Oh, who's Jimi Hendrix?" All right, I'll be playing Jimi Hendrix to dawn. And so, off of that record, like, uh, and doing just all my research, because I I became like, you know, I started to love Jimmy Jimmy's records. So, I I looked up like, uh, I think it was called uh, Electric Lady Studios, which was a studio they had back in New York. And I think it's still on today. I don't. I can't remember. But from like '96 to 2002, you had Questlove, you had D'Angelo, you had Common, you had Erica Badu, you had um, Bilal, you had Q-Tip, you had Jay Dilla, obviously. Mm. Then you had Talib. And then you had Mose, and they they turned Electric Lady Studios into this like like hub of musical innovation. You know, they drew inspirations from their surroundings. Um, and even that studio, it hadn't had that much activity for a while because, you know, Stevie Wonder, David Bowie, all those people that had recorded there, you know, just music that they've done to create, like, you know, records like Music of My Mind, Talking Book, you know, Superstition, like those types of records. They were all there just laying dusty. And <laughs> D'Angelo was like, yo, this studio, it just has... We're with the spirits, man. The spirits are calling us. Like, you know, there's a spiritual connection here. And most, I'm pr- pretty sure that's where he recorded a couple of these records, man, like for sure. Because most has an ear. Like, he's a very musical dude. Let's not forget. Like, what do y'all think about most 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 Def singing? I actually wanted to ask y'all that. Like, I, w- I was going to reference that, especially if we ever got around to, is it The Climb or just Climb? Like, yeah, we're like, singing with... Uh, uh, I can't even pronounce her name, but Vinia Mojica. Vinia Mojica. Yeah. All right. I was. Yo, I was. If we ever got that, I was gonna be like, eh. bro. She was on a tribe called Quest. Uh, Low in Theory, where 
Q-Tip shouts her out on Versus from the Abstract. Oh, Maybe, okay. Yeah, Vinny, uh, Mojica. So yeah, she's been she's probably been around with them with them type dudes, but yeah. <laughs> that's but, um, that's uh, is, yeah. So double H, how do you feel about most deaf singing? Um I think that's it's it's worked better on Umi says than it did on Climb. Like it's functional singing. Like I won't say it's bad. No, no, no. I see so that's that's the thing. And I think but so it's yeah, I know that you made the point about Jake Hall trying to sing. And when Jake Hall does it's like, no, you're actually really singing and it just doesn't work. And I think that because there is something quite interesting about somebody like a rapper who can sing, who still tries to sing, and there's a way that it can work where you know the singing isn't good, but if it's done in the right way, it's sort of it's not working, still works, but you have to find like you, you, you hear the personality in that voice. If it's too clean and too good, as like, uh, but if so, sort of like when, when people just say, Look, like well, what's it called? There was um on a, on a skit, I think it's called Rain on um Capital Punishment, Big Punishers, um, um, so, so, yeah, um, Punishers, um, baby al album. And on, on oh. one of the um, skits, it's I think it's um, Dead Press. The, the, the Rain in the Sun? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. And he says, yo, 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 you're Big Pun. Like, sing, sing, sing. I just hear Big Pun. Because but he, but he says to him, like, look, Big Pun says, no, I can't sing. But he then says, no, no, no. It doesn't matter whether you can sing or not. It's just about getting your soul and your thing out of it. As long as you just put your soul and your thing out of it, you just sing. Because yeah. singing sort of just brings that kind of soulful inner energy within you. So... Yeah. Even like you know Biggie when he did play a hater, that's a dope record to me. I I I, I enjoy that. Like you know, it, it just it's all about as you said. Like yeah, just no, it, I mean basically for me like in in climb, it's cool. It's not I'm not like oh it's cool, but I just think Umi says works really well. Like I like that. Me too. How, yeah, I just really like that. I just like how that's just done. You know that works really well for me. And you know he didn't write anything. He was just in the booth, just go. He went full jazz with it. Just freestyle, okay. Sang, yeah. Well, yeah, he just went, you know, went with whatever, you know. And it came out. It came out. It came out like the instrumentation. Everything is just lush. Those Fender Roads in the background, like, just it's just dope, man. Like I think Kendrick used it too, in like uh, the Heart Part One. I think he used that same um, instrumental. I think I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but yeah, you can correct me on that. But yeah, yeah. just Omi says though, incredible. Oh no, no, really good, really good, really good, really good. Um, basically, I just how do you guys feel about the tempo of the album though? You guys feel like there may be too many kind of slower songs. For me, I mean, basically, I think it's it has a vibe, and I just basically again how we go to track listing. Like for me. It builds up very nicely. I think that like it's sort of like it slowly builds, slowly builds. By the time you now get to sort of like track eleven, then twelve, thirteen, fourteen, it then really picks up. So I just think that the first half is a bit slower, a bit just building up, and I think in the second half you have the much more higher, quicker tempo tracks. But I just think because like like Umi says is a very like. It's a mellow track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not, it's not yeah. slow, but it's it's mellow. And to me, this obviously like low end theory and kind of those tribe records were done in the early '90s. But for me, it feels it feels kind of like one of those. But those albums were 
14 tracks. I think low end theory is like maybe 50 minutes. This is like an hour 10. So it's like, can you really do a whole record of this? But but as you say, like it, the the, the tempo changes the, the the further you go. I like I think he could have cut yeah. out a few records here or there, and it would have been like on the, which records do you think he could have cut out on this album? Um, I think he could have cut out got. No. No way. Are you crazy? No. What? <laughs> what the hell? No. Are you crazy? I'd, I'd agree. New World Water. Okay, but God, are you crazy? New World Water? Yes. I can't cut that out. Speed yeah, Law. Speed Law. Speed Law. How, how, how can you God. talk about Tribe Call Quest? You can't get like, me. You can't get me. Get, get me. Get me. I heard it done better. So why would I need you to do it? Like, come on, bro. You can cut out Speed Law. You could probably cut out. What? Got. And if I. Look, they're good tracks. So they're obviously going to be good. See, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. Habitat. Speed but, after because you already because because you already talked about Brooklyn, so those would be my three. But obviously, you guys disagree. So, what would you do, man? If I were to cut out any tracks from you, it would just be do it now. That's it. Can we talk about mathematics? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, DJ Premier again. Um. I, th I think he produced this one. I think I'm not sure. It definitely uh, sounds like a gangstar beat, if you know what I mean. Like I can yeah, hear, yeah, I, I can hear yeah, Guru yeah. on this quite oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, sure. Um, again, man, what he says, boom! The guy just hits you with just no numbers, content, and just forces you to reflect. Basically, it's one of those tracks where you've got to listen to it like like multiple times. And obviously, yeah, 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 yeah premier producer, yeah. You could listen because he says a lot of stuff in this. Like even oh, wow. after the first time, like, oh, whoa, that, uh, oh, damn, okay. Yeah, you could just go to rewind, and again, it's just hitting me with with facts. And then the key thing about it is that this is pretty much the last track. Like oh. this, this is the last um, rapping track. So, and again, again, uh, a, a common thing that we have with this thing is track listing. And I think it's very important how, because again, who knows when this was re recorded or anything, but I think it was very conscious that he wanted people to end with this. So the, so the last rapping track they had was this, mathematics. So, and this has to coincide with the message he's trying to get out there, because it is very important the track you lead with and the track that you end with. And you can definitely see a correlation between mathematics and hip hop, in my view. How do you get through? How do you get through all of this, all this content? And there's just so much. This is deep. Like this is actual deep. Like all you. No disrespect to J Cole fans out here, but like, you know, the rapper. I know y'all talking about his singing, bro. He's not only not a good singer, he's not a good rapper. Like, either. Like, it's, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just, I don't. I'm not feeling it. He's fake deep to me. This is deep. Mathematics. This is deep. Like in the first four, four to eight bars, he's already talked about the project uh, industry, prison industry complex. He's talked about the solar system, the nine planets faithfully keeping in orbit. Obviously. Wait, 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 wait. So, 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 ask. I hope this isn't like you having beef with mixed race people, because if it is. No, 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 no. No, what? Lord have mercy. Like. <laughs> 
Tulsa will see something that disappointed. Like what? <laughs> yo, no, yo. Uh, but you like Drake? Back to you, no, 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 no. Wait, let's let's investigate. Do you like Drake? I don't. Look at but it. That, look at it. Look at it. We are building no. evidence. Uh, who else, oh, who yeah. else is mixed race out here? Oh, come yeah. on, dude. Who, who else? Who else is mixed crap. race? You like Logic? Oh man, how can you add? Oh, hell though, no. hell though. No. Another mixed race. Yeah. There you go. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's proper. Come on. No, three no, out of three. Not, that's not Sorry. true. Three out of three, bro. Three out of three. That's just not true. What do you mean? Wait, name. So okay, okay, okay. Name, 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 name a mixed race rapper that you like. Man, uh, Lil Sky. <laughs> <laughs> No what? Uh. Oh wait, wait. A Z, A Z, A Z. A Z is mixed. A Z. Yeah, he's half what? Mexican, I think. No, 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 no. We're talking about half white, half black. Man. Immortal technique. I mean, he's half white, he's half and half. Yeah. Is he? Well, I always thought he was Peruvian, 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 Mexican, Latino, or Latinx. How, what, what, what is that? Why is that? Oh, I, I, okay, never mind. Fuck it, I understand. Damn, Tosin, how are you? How are you just racist, up, bro? Bro, I picked them all. I already told y'all. I gave y'all rappers. <laughs> Yo, I'm actually surprised you don't like J Cole. He's just. It's just not my cup of tea. But, man. You know what? what like, did I, this is the perfect time to have this conversation because there is no classic J. Cole album and there is no classic Drake album. So we're never going to be able to talk about them. Mm. Yeah. L at least we got that out the way for you listeners. Sorry. People you know. are going to be mad heated. Drake has a classic album. Take care. Of oh, no, no, no. For me, no, I, would, I would still argue, you know, for me, like, I, again, I, I don't know that I can call it a classic. But I think we can make an argument for um, what's it called? Thank me later. That's a that's a bloody good album. What? That's Sorry, a bro. That's going straight to the recycle bin. Like any file. <laughs> bro, bro, that, that, that no. album has up oh, all night. Okay, no, you, don't shut you, it you, down. You gave you 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 made us listen Fancy. to um, Lick and Tolls. That was a classic. I've still not for, 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 for <laughs> Lupe go hard. See, Lupe is Lupe is up there as well. So bloody. Do you know what? Half hope. Are you insane? I'm just looking at the the album the track listing for "Thank Me Later." This you can't no. There's no argument to be made here. This album has over, up all night, fancy, shut it down. That interlude, which is horrible. Find your love, which is trash. There's look five five good songs on here. Out of fourteen, like what? No, 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 but like as we as we've seen even with the tracks that we've listed and just even from previous albums that we've done, that thing about music it hits you instantly. What you call trash, I call amazing. What I call trash, you call amazing. So it's like another thing about music is like I can't force. What I'm saying is objective fact. What? What I'm saying is fact. Like, there's no opinion it to this. Was, it isn't though. <laughs> if it was objective fact, if you, again, if you, if you, if you think, but, but no, 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 half hope. No, I'm not gonna let half hope get away with this because you called Kaka a a trash football, not trash football. You said he wasn't great, and and then and and then you said 
it's no, this is an opinion. This is fact. But now when we get to music, all of a sudden <laughs> niggas niggas can't have facts and opinions are no, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. See, you see, see, music is different. Football Stop it, bro. <laughs> like, no, no, no. See, there is there is no see in, in, in football is X's and O's. Music is the most is one of the most subjective things. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, if, if, bro. If, so, bro, what's... would you listen to would you listen to Friday? Like or Rebecca Black? Yeah, would you put that on? Like, we can. Is that subjective that no, 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 someone no, no, should no, like that? No, like, bro, that's just. But what I'm saying is, like, there is, there's, there's music that, from what we've already done already, there's tracks that you guys have loved that I think are trash, and there's stuff that I think is amazing that you, 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 you think is trash. <laughs> so it's like when we did that Jay Z album, I think there was a track that you guys said was amazing. I said, nah, sorry, this is, it's, it doesn't do it for me at all. And that's just thing about music, like. In football, is about how many goals I've scored, how many dribbles do you make, how well do you do at this game. But in music, it's like I can't basically I can't explain why Soundgarden is an amazing band. I can't explain why I think Linkin Park or um, these guys are amazing because I just like the music. I can't give you a detailed thing, but I can tell you a detailed analysis why Kaka is overrated. I can explain that to you. <laughs> I can't explain to you why a an, an album is great is great if you don't like it. If you don't like it, I can't make you understand why it's good. It's impossible. But but okay, that's that's true. That's true. Like one person can have a one-off opinion. But if there is a consensus around a particular album and you say there's a conversation to be had about thank me later, that's in your opinion. But if we're talking about in the overall grand scheme of music, the general consensus, you can't bring me thank me later. Like you can try, but most people are gonna yeah, tell you how, no. How, how like can you, how, how can you even try? Like, think, like thank me later. Oh, like, see, you can't. You said food and liquor is a classic. You can't. Food and liquor. You food and liquor is food, food, Most food, people would say that food and liquor is classic. Apple. Nobody is bringing thank I've, me later to to the Drake classic I've, album no, argument. I've never had a single person even mention food and liquor within in the same breath as. That's because you live in London. What? You live in London. How I'm big is Lupe old. Fiasco like in I, the UK? Do, wait, do you know that I'm older than both of you guys? I grew up watching MTV, you, UMTV raps and all this. You're saying that like I'm, you're 50 and we're 20. Like it's a, it's a within five year gap no, with me anyway. So you, guys, so, so you guys are telling me that, that, that food and liquor has been mentioned in the same breath as Ilmatic, The Chronic, 2001, Doggy style. Really? Are we? Are we really saying? I, this? No, no, no. But no. But you're saying thank me later should be. I don't. No, no. no. I said no. <laughs> I said that you somebody should can be in the conversation. You probably lose the argument, but I think somebody can can present the arguments. <laughs> somebody they can't can though. The yeah, they can't yeah, because it's. We'll be stuck here. We will be stuck here. But just just quickly, if you want to bring a Drake album to the argument, you bring Take Care or Nothing Was the Same. Those are the two albums that you can bring to me, or just to the general. Like you, you could bring those to the floor, and we could have a discussion. And I would tell you why oh, they. Man, are. this is about most deaf man. Why are we bringing drinks <laughs> to most deaf? Yeah, like, I was about to go back to people. that. Tosa hates no, mixed I, race bro, people. I love. And he Action said Bronson, that Action Bronson. Uh, how many? There are a lot of dope rappers. Up. Your, 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 Action uh, Bronson is not mixed race, is he? He's white. I don't hate. Why would I hate mixed race people it's when I joke. like black it's and white joke. rappers? It's a joke. Just, just chill, okay? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, no, that we we got to Drake because we said Tosa hates mixed rappers because he didn't like J Cole because J Cole's fake deep 
and most deaf is really deep because we were talking about mathematics. Exactly. And just going into this, just he talks about, you know, seven firmaments of heaven and hell, five dimensions, six senses, eight million stories to tell, the tribe called Quest reference, nine planets faithfully keep in orbit, even though we don't, even though Pluto isn't a planet anymore. But then he just, I don't know, man, he just touches on so many things. Pluto's like, still a planet. You know, like I got, oh, I don't God. care. I, I don't care what the scientists say. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, uh, like I got 16 to 32 bars to rocket, but only 15% of profits ever see my pockets. Like, like 69 billion in the last 20 years. 20 years spent on national defense, but folks Oof. still live in fear. Bro, that's just what, that's that's four bars. And what is he, what is he, he's, He's packed in like two, three topics just like that, like with ease. Like, but, but then, like th th those next bars where he's like, what do you say? I think like something like half of the cities in America are like one quarter black, quarter and black. that's why they that's gave, why they Rick gave Ross Ricky crack. Roth all the crack. Sixteen what? ounces in a pound, twenty more to a key. Five minute sentence hearing, you're no longer free. No longer free. And there's something 40, about like cell phones or something that comes next. Forty percent of Americans. Forty percent of Americans own a cell phone. So they can hear everything that you hear when, we you, ain't, ain't when you ain't at home or something like home. that. Yeah, I guess. I Michael know. Jackson and then he said, right. and then he, "What do you say?" I guess that's why Michael Jackson was right. You are not alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was so. That that killed me. But yeah, bro. Like, look at all the top. He's just talked about, you know, the industry. How shady the industry is. Like in terms of you know, um, percentage profits. Mm. Uh, you talked about. Um, crack the in the that, hoods, the fucking crack in the crack hood, era. exactly. He talked about the, the, the national the government defense spying spending, on people. exactly sp spending on national defense. He talked about the fact that Americans are still, well, the whole world, especially in the Western Hemisphere, are still addicted to their cell phones. Well, and this, by is and it, this is ninety nine. This is ninety nine, yo. This is so ninety nine. Like in that yeah. way. This is a timeless record. This is and a also timeless. and also and you know what you know I also want I also, I also wanted to mention this when we were talking about New World Water, where he's talking he's he's talking about climate change, climate change, also like I, I think I only mentioned the capitalism part, but there's climate change as well. And this is 1999 before maybe Al Gore was talking about this kind of stuff, yeah. um, before the but before the 2000 elections. So maybe that was in kind of the public conscious at the time, but. Yeah, just if you go through the, there's so many things that he picks on, um, and that's why we could we could sit here for probably four hours and talk about it. But um, yeah. you guys want to get to rock and roll? Yeah, let's go. All right, all right, have hope. I'm I'm pretty sure you have all the thoughts, so you go first. Yeah, no, I mean, um, it's. I think this is again. Um, I believe this is one of the most important tracks ever made, especially for Black people. Um, because this track is about sort of understanding the artistry and the creativity of black people. Because the thing about black people is that there is a slave men's mentality. Black people don't actually know how valuable they are and the ridiculous creativity and what they've actually offered to, to, to the world. And the issue with black Not just is music. that they don't know how to appreciate themselves. So I think it's to do with obviously the kind of pain and everything they've gone through through slavery and everything they again there's this whole thing of looking for white acceptance which is why 
one of the one of the most painful things that I saw was how when they interviewed James Brown, and he said, "Yeah, Elvis is the is the king of rock and roll," and I'm like, "Mate, do you know who you are? <laughs> do you know what you are?" But even James Brown himself, because of the deepness of slave men mentality and just the trickery that no, no, white don't, people, don't, uh... yo yo wait 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 let, let me not let me not let me not let me not the trickery that white people did is like James Brown still felt himself that nah man Elvis is the king of rock and roll it's not me like James Brown still felt like if he wasn't as 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 good as good as as an Elvis so what Musdef encapsulates in this is that. There is no oh my rapper for blacks and rocker for whites. No, the whatever you see through rock, its genesis, its seed began from blues and rock and roll. That was that was led by guys like Chuck Chuck Berry, Jimi Hendrix, and so forth. But the big the gap. thing that yeah. most definitely just, just trying to just say is the is to is to is to understand that the machine is trying to create a narrative and it is trying to erase the history and just the, and how blacks have formed the foundation of popular music <laughs> they are formed the, yeah. the foundation of popular music comes from what blacks did and i think i think i was even watching this program about how people were sort of like defining what pop mu mu music is and pop music always seems to feel like if oh it's those white boy bands and it's the violent kind of white music but really pop is sort of like popular music and back in the 50s 60s popular music was the blues those are the guys that made music that was so popular but the guy yeah. whether it was a sinatra or an elvis came from there rolling stones they came from there and as i said that uh, rolling stones never came with a style of their own elvis presley never came with a style of his own which was most, most deaf says because elvis presley got his stuff from blacks black people wrote his music Rolling Stones, they were 1,000% inspired. Their, their whole music was fully inspired from the blues. So the message that Mosdef is trying to get to people, which I still don't, I still think to this day, Blacks still don't get, unfortunately. Hence why they still want to prop up Eminem as the god of rap, because of slave men mentality. But the message I'm trying to get across is know your value. <laughs> understand your value. Yeah. You know, because if you don't understand your value, you will be erased. And they will tell you that you're not that good and they will um rewrite the history for you if you're not careful <laughs> you know so that's why this track is so important on so many larger macro levels you know yeah i, I would first go first thing but, i want to say though yeah but i was gonna i was gonna let Tosin go because you were you, you, i think you wanted to respond to the james brown point yeah like i just want to come first of all respect the godfather like that's <laughs> That's disrespectful. He was man. just trying like, to look, sell records, to have hope. You know, he was. He was he, exactly. He's a company man. That's all he was just being the company man. Because he was let cooning. me just say he this about cooning, Elvis. But we understand why. It's not, bro. It's bro. No, it's not. Look, Elvis Presley wanted everything James Brown had. Okay, he wanted to. He wanted to perform like him. He wanted to do soul music. He wanted. He even asked James Brown for. Um, his band as so that he could have them as a backup for when he went on tour. Like he wanted to do everything like James, bro. So Elvis knew who his dad was, bro. He knew who his daddy was, bro. And James Brown, he just looked at him as like, you know, you know, we cool, but we ain't that cool. But I'm gonna let people think that we cool, but we not that cool. You know, like that's that's just what that was. But 
you know, go back to um, what record were we talking about? Yeah, rock and roll. Um, yeah, this record is just like I said, like I told y'all, like uh, I discovered a lot of artists off of this. So, uh, uh, Limp Biscuit, Bad Brains, and Fishbone, uh, Jimi Hendrix. The first time when he was like, "But I don't be trying to fuck." The first time I heard it, I thought he says that he does fuck with Limp Biscuit. So I listened to it. I was like, "Yo, what is this garbage?" <laughs> like, <laughs> is is it with like um they have like a uh, hot dog water or some shit? Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Hot yeah. dog flavored water. Um, uh. I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking at you sad. I have hope. How quickly you knew that shit? Oh no no no! That's look. <laughs> I I love that album. So I knew it. Oh, I knew God. it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I, knew I love it. that album. I'm I I know I knew Be, it because I've because basically I have a lot of personal history to that album. Like it takes me back to a very specific place in my in my life. Bro, so, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I feel you on white, that. But yo, he was, he was fucking you... white women back then. Yeah. You had way too many white friends, bro. You went went coed. In that year, we went. So it was all boys in in our year. So we didn't have any girls in our year. Oh damn. What, what was your what was your white homeboys introducing you to Evanescence, like grunge? Oh, oh I hated Evanescence, man. it was it like Evanescence? I remember like, um, damn, I remember somebody tried to get me to listen to like Avril Lavigne. I was like, yo, if you get the bro. fuck out of here with that shit, man. Bro, they, bro, I can't, I can't front though. The one pop rock band that, like, I had. Like I, <laughs> it was a guilty pleasure. Green Day. He's gonna say Green Day. Nah, <laughs> bro, that shit was garbage. <laughs> Yo, Green Day is garbage. I don't man. listen like, to that shit. Or like, uh, I'm just trying to guess what you might say. Look, no, the fray, the fray. The fr- oh yeah, yeah. Made... How to save a life? Yeah, exactly. Like those records, like off of Grey's Anatomy and stuff, like yeah, uh, Cable Car. Like those were just like good, feel good records. Like mm. you know. Um, I let's see, like I, I was more like the Coldplay type shit back then. So, no, um, see, I, I I tried to get into Coldplay. It's just like <laughs> when they got that bro, was just like my so, intro to white music, really, like Coldplay, they're and terrible. then and then that led me to Radiohead, which I do want. I, yeah, Radiohead. I love Radiohead. Radiohead is amazing. So. I love uh, Radiohead. But yeah, can 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 I not act like uh, I was woke my whole life? The first time I heard this. This record by Most Def, I didn't understand it. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is like when the, when it switches to rock music at the end? I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, <laughs> I, and I, I wanted to skip. I, I, I vividly remember the first time I played this album. I didn't understand the kind of the message underneath it. I was just listening to it just as as kind of we alluded to before. I don't really listen to the words. It's more the music. So the beat's okay. And then it just switches to rock music. I was like, what the fuck is this? But then. As I've kind of gotten older and done more studying things, I understand the meaning of what he was trying to do, which gives it a, a different level. So, yeah. when, 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 so once I learned about Chuck Berry, once I learned about Little Richard, once I learned about Sister Ro, uh, Rosetta Thorpe, um, or Thorpe, it might be. Yeah. Um, once, once, once you learn about those kinds of black people who were the pioneers of rock music, when you hear about the Claptons, the Jaggers, the Beatles people, when they came to the United States, he's like, y'all don't listen to Chuck Berry? Y'all don't yeah, listen, y'all don't listen to Muddy Waters? You don't yeah, listen yeah, to Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, oh, the, the, the British UK rock artists were like, uh, yeah. yo, like, y'all, you guys don't listen to the originators? Y'all listen to Elvis and Johnny Cash and those kind of guys, <laughs> but you don't listen to 
to like the originators. So like once I kind of peaked Bro, that they history, wanted to beat them. Yeah. Then you go back and listen to this, and it, then it just bleeds into Half Hope's point, and I don't necessarily need to kind of retread that. But yeah, I just think it's the it's one. A very my important one gripe. Record. My one gripe with this record. Those last no, actually two. Those last thirty seconds for my ears, for the sake of my ears, and <laughs> and uh, the first one is uh, where he's you like kind of uh, go with the rock a little bit too long for like we get it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But the way it was like, you may dig on the Rolling Stone. Uh, like I think he's like, Kenny G ain't got no soul. John Coltrane is rock and roll. You may dig on the Rolling Stones, but they can never, ever rock like Nina Simone. <laughs> Bruh. He just you needed just to watch that rhyme. He, he you needed, needed to rhyme. rhyme. You needed to rhyme so hard. <laughs> you needed to rhyme so bad. At that last, on those last two lines, bro. Like, come on, bro. Nina, uh, <laughs> Nina, Nina wasn't rock. <laughs> God, God bless our soul. No, 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 no. But, but, but does he mean it's in that term, or does he mean it's in a more philosophical term, as in rock based on just the kind of flow and energy you have? He may not have meant yeah, that. It as could like, mean that. It could, yeah. Yeah. It so could, no, but basically, it's, it's it could mean, yeah, yeah. It, it could mean like it, 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 and, it and, might and, mean like rock the show, or like you know you couldn't perform. Who knows? But maybe maybe he yeah. didn't mean rock like. The but with the way the instrumental flowed and everything, like, you would have, yeah. Like when I heard it, I didn't think that he meant, oh, you can't do rock and roll like Nina. I just said, no, you can't. You don't have the same kind of energy on stage, mm -hmm. performance-wise, as Nina so, so Simone. So, so do you, so do we think? Well, no, I actually I have another point. Do you guys think that the the the, the metal section, kind of at the end mm. of that record, do you think that was like obviously he did it? To make a point mm. and you choose that message because it's so contrasting to the rest of the beat that mm. it makes you go whoa what is this and then you kind of have to understand the point but that wasn't the rock that barry richard tharp muddy water like that wasn't like that sounds more like metal than the kind of traditional rock and roll well, that would have been there it. in like the 50s that's why he um, did it because the reason why that is so important that he he he, he does that is reminding people that that's energy which obviously white people sort of do it's originated from black people mm, okay so him doing it is like it's just reminding people that yeah we 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 can the a black man's voice is still there maybe you've changed it but the origins of it was taken from a black man so it's important that he did it in that way because when he does it, it's it's like it is shock value because it is so removed from the energy of the mm. album and so removed from the energy of what you'd get from a rapper and a rap album that it does shock you like oh geez this is like punk rock what the hell but it's <laughs> because it's like punk rock but done by a rapper doing right. it so from an artistic point of view it's very important and which is just what makes it perfect because this is such an amazing track from an artistic, artistic point of view, based on mm. how he's rapping, the way the beat is, and how it ends, because everything is on point and it has to make sense because it's a message of what he's saying, how he's saying it, because he's talking. He's not doing it in rapping. He's, it's like in speech, and then him doing the whole punk rock thing to end it. And also you have to do it because that's the energy needed to make the point. You have to shout. You have yeah, to yeah. I was just, I was wondering if like... It was yeah. just more to contrast. I also, I also have one more thing that I, I saw earlier yeah. this week. With uh, did you guys hear 
Um, there was a clip that was going around. I think Bob Costas, who's like a sports announcer, but interview apparently, he was interviewing Ray Charles, and Ray Charles kind of went in on Elvis. He's like, "Man, Elvis ain't shit," basically, <laughs> in like the most Ray Ray Charles kind of way. So it kind of it linked into that point. I was like, "Oh, so this is kind of serendipitous in a way that we're going to talk about this record." And uh, there's a clip going around the internet of. Uh, Ray Charles just kind of going in on Elvis, like man, he went real like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no, I mean, I mean basically the whole Elvis and, 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 like... and Bob Costas. Bob Costas was shocked. He was like, "What? What do you mean that uh, that Elvis?" Da, 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 da. It was just oh, like no, no, he, was, he was really trying to probe to get like Ray Charles well, to back off his the, comment. The whole thing about Elvis though is like that it, Elvis is such an important thing for certain white people because what Elvis represents is a like, hey. We can do it too if we finally found one. Because the <laughs> thing about, about white people in those days is that they couldn't help it that these blacks were just so talented. As much as they hated them, they called them niggas, they called them negroes, monkeys, and everything. They're like, damn, it's th this music they make is bloody amazing. If you could just find one. Which is why there are such strong parallels between Elvis and Eminem. Talk about it. But the so I'm not the worst. He said it like he yeah, no, no, to yeah, do just black like, music so selfishly. My, he let y'all know. Really, he, my, he, point is this, my point is this: that the difference is that Eminem is actually good at the craft. Elvis wasn't. Elvis doesn't have any talents. <laughs> he was. He was untalented. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Like, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I, wouldn't I look. I look. I would. I think when I when I look at Elvis, when I look at him dancing and what he's doing, and like this dude, I feel is untalented, man. So, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Basically, as a young kid in Nigeria, when I saw Elvis for the first time, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like, it was like a, a comedy skit. I was like, what is this? Like a guy doing dress up? I was like, oh, this is real. Because I thought I thought it was like for a for a joke. I, I didn't think it was real. But I said, no, this can't be real. But my thing about it is that there are parallels because white people def wanted to create this mystique that Elvis was the king of rock and roll yeah he, he's the king is the king is the king totally disregarding what chuck berry and all and all these all the other guys did same thing with eminem they want to try and mm. create this whole mystique that he's the king of rap the, the god of rap and just disregard all of the curious ones the rakims that, that came before and that is so dangerous and the fact that because blacks still have the slave mentality and they still seek white acceptance that is why guys are rushing for the acceptance of Eminem, which is why James Brown said what he said about Elvis Presley, because as much as we love James Brown and as talented as he is, he did want acceptance from whites and from Elvis Presley. That was just that's just that's just. You guys know about James Brown's like the the situation with his with his estate. If you don't, I, I won't go into it, but it's pretty interesting. You should go read about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But no, but yeah, but yeah, look, I said like no, very um important um track, and I think for me, definitely one of the. Um, standout tracks on um, actually, uh, wait, which which track is it that he mentions Woody Allen, Mr. Nigger? Oh, there we go again. again. <laughs> yo, yo, he was he was on like the, the Me Too in 99, yeah, way before, <laughs> way before. This is 99, bro. This is 99. He was like, yo, he married his stepdaughter, his nasty yeah. ass nigga. Like, who the fuck bro, is you? that's just uh, and 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 remember, it's like a lot of people probably didn't know. So, him mentioning this now is what got people to say, oh, 
Woody Allen and then got people knowing because I think if he hadn't mentioned it on this album, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't even have known. So yeah, but do you know how like him, him he, on this album? Do you know how like Hannibal Burris made the joke about Bill Cosby and that's what brought it back up and then like Bill Cosby was then removed from the paint? Like, what is it going to take for Woody Allen to be, like, officially removed? Like, people have been talking about this at least for the past 20 he's, years. He's white, and he makes movies that a lot of people like, and he wins all of us. It's not going to happen, bro. Like, okay, he raised... I know about this, like, on surface level. So, he raised his yeah. stepdaughter, then broke up with his wife, and then married the daughter that he raised? Pretty I don't much. know. I'm, I'm not trying to get myself in trouble. Like, ugh. Yeah, look, let's let's give up most death. Like, like, like look, man, yeah. that's, that's, that's weird shit. Um, so no, so no, look, as I said, I said again, like as as an album, man. Um, this I don't know for me, this album, it's like just listening to just what this guy. I struggle to think that there's there's another album from top to bottom that has so many nuggets of important information for a culture than this so is this like a, a bible of sorts yes it is i don't i don't think any other album like in many other albums you may have like a track or a three or four tracks that may have this pretty much every single track on this is saying something deep and profound I don't think there's a song here that's just like, hey man, this is the party track. You know, this, 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 this is just the show off track with my ride and everything like that. So it's like, that's why the the album name and the album art is so important and works well because the album art and the album name 1000% coincides with what the hell he's talking about throughout the entire album. Mm. You know? Um, and I think, which is why after this album came out, Mose Def was held with such reverence that, nah, this guy is a step apart from everyone. Which is why when you now see what he was going through, becoming Yasin Bey and everything, it's made sense. Because he's he's just he's just different. He was not he's just not like every other rapper. Like he's like he's real. <laughs> he really is that guy. He really is real. Same basically, same thing with Talib Kweli. Talib Kweli is really that guy, <laughs> as in he's really real. So it's not an act. So when you meet him, or when you talk to him, Tadakwele is really that kind of guy. As people have said, Yasin Bey is really that guy. He thinks about this stuff, he does this stuff, He's what he, 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 this is what he's about 24-7, not just for the album. Do you know what? I And I, I guess we'll probably eventually get around to doing To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick. Mm. That album to me is like it's incredibly dense. Mm. Like ev everything he talks about, maybe not everything, but most things he talks about, because there's songs like uh, "These Walls" or whatever. That, like it's not that deep, mm. but um, every every song has a meaning behind it or a message behind it. And sometimes when I get albums like that that are politically charged and they're definitely trying to say something to me, it's like, who are you to be telling me? about these deep things like if i really want to know about geopolitics or climate change or whatever i'll just go read like an actual book or do a little bit of research on it for myself so yeah. sometimes it makes me like uh to pimp a butterfly like it's a great album but sometimes i don't want to listen to it because i'm like is kendrick like has he done the requisite research really 
or is he just kind of saying things that anybody could just kind of look up and it is what it is in that sense but when i listen but when i listen to this it's kind of the same concept of like this is incredibly dense if i, I maybe i should just go read a wiki maybe i should just go read a wikipedia page instead of listening like to this song or whatever but i feel like most def has done the requisite research and has the kind of the wealth of knowledge behind him to where it's actually credible and i find that's yeah. and that, that's not to slate kendrick obviously because i i don't know but just this i get the sense of a well-learned studied person who just so happens to be really really good at putting words together and got the chance to make an album and make music and he just gave us what was on his mind or just things that he, he always wanted to talk about or had always been studying so I find yeah. that's, that, no, I mean, that's well, something that made, that gravitates me towards this album more than something like To Pimp a Butterfly. But, 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 but see, what I'd, I'd say, though, is, again, I love To Pimp a Butterfly. Like, I bloody love that album. But, again, maybe this is a hot take. It will be. Um, Kendrick Lamar, I don't think, is a great rapper. He's a great musician. I mean, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's a great artist. Sorry, that's the word. No, no, he's a great artist. As far as the technical thing of rapping, he's he's good, really good. He's not amazing, but as far as um, constructing an album, he's amazing. But then the difference between Pimp Butterfly and this is that Pimp Butterfly it's it's quite difficult to listen to that back to back, front to bottom, just in terms of how he structured it with the transitions and and everything. But I feel that because Mosdef is such so much more of a superior rapper, and the way he's saying, because I think the way that Kendrick says the message is more sort of artistic and a bit left and right. So people can say, oh, this is very highbrow and everything. But how Mosdef is hitting you the message is very direct. He gives it plain. He gives plain it plain. It's like, he, it's like if he's just talking to you. Like Kendrick is sort of like talking to you from like a high pulpit or something. Mm. It's like if Mosdef is like saying to you in your face, like in the, in the same room, eye to eye next to you in your face. So you can't even ignore it. You have to be like, no, this guy's just talking <laughs> like a regular guy. So it's for me, it's, it hits a lot harder. Yeah. Like, I would, you, you know, now that you mentioned like, yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I, go ahead, go ahead, Tosin. You haven't spoken. Oh yeah. I was just going to say that, um, Oh shit! What was I gonna say? Yeah. Uh, in in reference to that, uh, to Pippa Butterfly, um, for free, like records like for free, um, you know, hood politics or mom, like Kendrick was spitting on that. He was he was spitting, but the thing about Black on Both Sides is just it's more organic of an album while touching on those same topics, and like. I, I don't know. With Kendrick, as you said, it's it's, a, it's as if he's like preaching to you from a pulpit, and that's the problem that rappers have. Like, do they know when to toe the line between being like giving out the right from giving out information versus just being versus preachy, like preachy? Yeah, 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 yeah pr being preachy, and that's kind of what I can't. That's kind of what you kind of get from uh, To Pepper Butterfly on records like um, I don't know how much a dollar cost or. Yeah. Complexion, like those records, you know, it's, it's just it's a dope record though. Like I, 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 I don't want to make it seem like ah, oh, it's, it's trash. Kendrick says too much. Like no, I actually appreciate that he tries to put some medicine in the candy as it like were. the black oh, of the I berry. Mean, that oh, black yeah, of the yeah, berry. After he, he, he's an he's an amazing artist. Amazing artist. No, no, I have to say this, man. Like this is an unpopular opinion, but 
like the black or the berry i listen to that nowadays like that it's just cringe just a cringe verse like by kendrick on that like i listened to good kid mad city i'm like this didn't age well this is uh, i don't think this album really aged well that it, it just didn't like it, it doesn't sound as good as it did in 2012 like it just doesn't and then it's Bitch don't kill my vibe is still a vibe though. <laughs> I, I get it. But see, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, like with no, Kendrick, no, no, no. how many how many classics does he really have? Like it's, it's, we gotta no, discuss no, no, that. No, 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 look, it's still recent. Like we can't put a classic until like at least 10 or 15 years have gone past. I was got this came out in 99. We're like 20 years afterwards, so we can definitely you know this album still this, hasn't gone platinum. No, but I, that's I, the I thing. The up. first the first time I found this album, though, 2009 or 2000 and... Yeah, around 2009, 2010. People were like already this, calling it a classic, so... People were already ca- calling it a classic, so... Things things can be instant classic, Double H. Like, this this is why I said Jay-Z earlier. 444 is an instant classic. Like, I don't need to... It doesn't need to age 20 years. An instant classic? for no, Instant no, no, classic. No, no, look, we will get there. Not, you don't think the first time people heard My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, you don't think I'm going to be listening to this for the next that 30 is years? Not, that is not a classic at And all. you are smoking crack. As I am not smoking crack, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is... Please. I cannot wait until somebody. One of the most. So, can someone pick that? Can we actually? Please, like, please. We need, I want, we need I want a tag team, team on that album. We need a tag team on that. That's for me. I've heard about this. This has been compared to like Michael Jackson's of the like Chris. It's Robinson. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. this is this is as good as or better than Thriller. Are you sick in the head? Like I'm sick in break. Chris Rock was in the album, so obviously he's gonna feel a way about it. Obviously that's going a bit too far, but you. You know, it's not a classic, bro. We will eventually get. They, they, to they Kanye, sipped too much. But, they sipped way too much. I want to start with college dropout, and then we can move to late registration, and then we can move on. No, no, no. Let's start with. Let's start with. No. That. No. No, not a Kanye week. No, that's so cringe. We're not dedicating <laughs> all this to Kanye. Hell no. Nah. Hell no, nah. dude. Just pick. Someone pick my beautiful dark. Let's let's go on that first. No, and no, I, no, I'd no. imagine that we'll, we'll, we'll wait, revisit. Well, wait, 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 it is what it is. Um, yo, I, I do have one more point that I didn't reference earlier. Mm. Is most deaf just the name most deaf? Is that the best rap name moniker ever? No. Like, like what is the best alias for someone's rap name? Because I, I would say that most deaf is the best. Dante Black. That sounds trash in comparison to most deaf. Dante, I don't know. I just love when most calls himself Dante. No, for, for me, I think Immortal Technique is a, is, is a pretty interesting name. Immortal Techniques, that's good. Eh, that's that's so good, weird. but it's like too many syllables, you know. Like most deaf. I mean, no, no, very no, no, simple, no, no, very plain, no, no. and he is actually like most deaf. Like yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Most, 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 most deaf is, is definitely is, is definitely up there. Um, Wu-Tang, like like, like Jay Z, like eh. no, 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 like, no, no, Jay Z, no, no, no. Like it, it sounds good because I've heard it my whole life. So there you method, go. Like, method man. Method like man, that. that's okay. That's okay. Ghost or oh, ghost face killer. That just sounds cool. Uh, it's, yeah, it's 
It sounds um, cool. Like I'm, I'm just going to like Wu Tang, like old dirty bastard. Like since now, that's the most interesting name. Is is an ODB. <laughs> like that's 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 the most unique rap name I've ever had. But Waka yeah, flock. Waka flock. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like, oh, so uh, I actually have a question about this. We can just get into rap names quickly. I don't know how much time we have, but how do you feel about like Rick Ross stealing? The Rick Ross rap name or 50 Cent stealing the name 50 Cent from like the actual 50 Cent. Like, do you guys think that's like cool? If no. you just take take like it a just, criminal's it, it name. It just exposes what they are. Like, like they the feds. They the feds. Like, uh, yeah, 50 Cent ain't the feds. 50 ain't bro, the feds. he is, bro. He he definitely. Bro, he's definitely all right. Like, he's posting. I'm not sure about 50, bro. I'm not sure about I don't think I trust that dude. Do you know what? Yeah. Okay. Does does Rick Ross have a classic album? Yes. What? I'm not a star. What's that record that had I'm not a star? Teflon Don. Teflon Don. Are we gonna call that? Cl- okay, it That's might be. Class. Fifty definitely has one. So, so we, no, we, we can get to that. No, we don't. Give, no, give no. it to that trend is classic. Sorry, no, it's not. No, 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 no. no. Just give me a break. When See, he like, let's go. Okay, just, 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 just See, pause, these pause, are the classic pause, pause, we need to talk about. Let's come to the 2000s. We've done enough 90s. You guys are Let's tweaking, bro. You guys are tweaking. We, we, we've we had in this podcast, Thank Me Later should be considered potentially classic. J. Cole can't rap. Kendrick to Pimp a Butterfly could be trash. That was me. Um, or just just could be laborious. How about that? Uh, what, what, what did it tell us to say about um, Good Kid, Mad City? Good Kid, Mad City has an They're age, bro. Well. It's now, sad. now, Fifty Cent ain't classic. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying is a classic, and My Beautiful Twisted Fantasy is no longer classic. Is this really what we're saying? And have hope listens to Lip Biscuit. Mm. Wait, 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 <laughs> Lord have mercy. Wait, Daniel, you said that Get Rich or Die Trying isn't a classic, or is it? It classic? is a classic, hundred percent. Yeah, no, no, no. I said it is a classic. It's this Nigerian boy that said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so all right. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, I think let, let, let's just wrap it up. For yeah, 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 no, 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 no. That's what. Okay, all I wanted to say was, was, Rando, was, Rando, was Rando. most deaf is the best rap name. Now, to the moment of truth. Oh yeah, Tosin, Tosin, Tosin. I'm gonna start with you, as uh, you know, to kind of grade the album. So. Most deaf, black on both sides. Rank it out of ten. What are you gonna give it? Ten. Tosin gives it a ten. Double H, you nominated this album. Most deaf, black on both sides. Rank it out of ten. What you got? Nine. Nine. And I'm going to give it a nine as well. My 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 reasoning behind why it's not a ten is it's kind of long, and it kind of gets slow in spots. And that would lead me to give it an eight, but then I give it the extra point because just the content of it is just you can't deny it. So, so um, okay, well, my reasonings are like um, there are a few tracks that could be lost. It just starts off a little bit slow, so um, I can't just give it like a perfect thing because I just think like there are a few tracks that could have maybe been on the chopping floor. But again, the content, the production, the consistency mm-hmm. of the content. And just how profound and just how powerful some of the tracks and things that he says means that it has to at the at the very least be, be given the nine out of ten. So well, also you got any reason I, behind the, the perfect the perfect, perfect rating? Why, why is it perfect, Olga? Look, man, listening to this just always gets me pumped. Can't front like you can just tell that this has a classic feel because 
there's the Dilla influence. There's like even the albums that came after this, like you know, like Water for Chocolate, which is Common's best album in my opinion. Resurrection. Um, the Roots. Roots. That's his third Roots. best album. Stop. The Roots. No, no, what? It's actually his fr- bro. It's his f- best. What are you Being talking? Being is about? number one. Resurrection is number no, two. It's and then not. you get You're like Water for Chocolate. Stand. You're just a Kanye <laughs> stand, bro. No. <laughs> B is like third. B is third. No, 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 no. Like, B, is B is first is... because that's Kanye trying to uh, be Dilla. Then you get number two uh, with Resurrection. Then you bro, get you have fucking Dilla on like Water for Chocolate. Wish, wish, you don't. Need... Why you need Kanye trying to be Dilla when you got Dilla? I don't because it's like Kanye. a mixture of the. <laughs> it's the mixture I don't need Gay. Get Gay out of here. But no, okay. Back to back to Black on both sides though. Um. Just all the albums that followed this, like you could just tell that they were inspired off of um, Moses' sound, like and just his just his sensibility as an artist. He can not only can he rap, he's poetic, he's dense, he's just an incredible writer. And the fact that when he sings, also like bro, like personally, I love Mo- Mos Def's singing voice. Like I think he should do more more of those cuts and. It's just, it just sucks that his fan base weren't receptive to it, like on you know True Magic and The New Danger and all those other albums that people consider filler in his discography. But I'm I I'm just later I'm gonna nominate the Aesthetic because I think that's a ten out of ten. Yeah, bro, that's a classic. That's a classic. That year when the Ecstatic and what album Q Tip the Renaissance when those two albums dropped. Is that the one where he's holding the uh, the, the, NPC? the NPC? Yep, yeah, bro. That one's, that Those are classics. They're, they're classics. Like, you and know, they this, still sound timeless today. This this would have been like the perfect nine point five. <laughs> well, we what? Uh, we don't do point fives around here, man. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 that's what I, I was gonna give it nine point five, but I was like, oh, fuck it, just it. I haven't listened to Ecstatic, so I'm going to listen to this because you guys claim it's a classic. I haven't listened to the album before, so... yeah. You see, but this, this is always the thing about classic albums. If you come into it with no expectation... I listened to the Ecstatic like, the day it came out, basically. Probably before, because I probably got it on the leak. I didn't know what it was going to be. And then I listened to it, and I was like, ooh, like this is really, really good. Once you put in someone's mind, this is classic. They're expecting... like perfection throughout the whole album so now your experience in listening to the ecstatic is going to be these niggas said it's classic let me see if it's classic and then if there's like one bad spot you're like oh what were these guys really wait, saying wait, 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 can i say this though can i say this though i believe that we'll go through all the albums and i am going to put money down the only perfect score we're going to get is ilmatic i believe mm, well that that would be because you would only give it a 10 because i'm pretty sure toast and i will agree that two albums will be 10 out of 10 so you'll be the odd guy out who will always give something an eight or a nine <laughs> or a seven because it's not Illmatic. So like you could probably like one of us could say there will never be another classic album because we'll just never give anything a ten. All right. So are we going to decide what album is for next week? Yeah. Or, or, or no, no. See, I'm I'm stupid. I'm, yeah. I'm acting. Daniel, I'm, 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 I'm acting like I'm the host, which I'm not. So have. Do you want to have like closing thoughts on the album, or have we already kind of done? Oh, we that? already did with with. Okay, the no, no, we, we give a closing thoughts. We give a, a round of thoughts. All right. So next week's album, Tosin, you were right. There's a little bit of pressure here. Um, <laughs> you know we've we've shown love. Have a mini list or something. You know we've 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 shown love to New York. We've shown love to Chicago. I th- I think we need to go out west, guys. 
I think we need to go out west. So the next week's album is going to be, and I have three in my head. It could be Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, but I'll save that. It could be uh, NWA, Straight Outta Compton. It could be that. But but what we're going to do is we're going to start with the OG. We're going to do Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Oh, so that's going to be next week's album. It's going to be our inter- it's going to be our introduction. It's going to be our introduction to Snoop Dogg and all that good stuff. So I'm going to be fully honest, guys. You may not like what I have to say, but I'm going to be fully honest. Man. All right. So I guess we're not going to get a thirty out of thirty next week. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Doctor Drake's the Chronic. Everybody, listen to it. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you guys get your music. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The internet. Yo, I'm, all these albums are probably on YouTube, just because you know they are. So. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. That's the album we're, we're going to listen to next week. All right, y'all. Peace. All right, man. Peace, guys. Peace, 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 peace. <laughs>